Hello everybody, it's another episode of the Overclock Podcast, the most high-octane tech podcast in the country, which is South Africa. And I am joined, me, Lindsay Shooters, that opinion guy, I am joined by my good friend, Gavin Dudley. Hello, we're coming to you today from the Kauai shop, directly opposite from the Seed Stars Seed Space, which is a shared office space. We're attending an event there shortly, where people will be pitching their startup ideas to be eligible to go to the final round in Silicon Valley and win tons of money. So we're really interested to see how the startup space is going and we'll be going there shortly, but we thought we'd sneak in this message for you first. Yeah, because this is um, the only time we could actually both come together and record it, because Gavin's been a very busy boy this week. Oh yes, (laughs) just a word on Kawhi smoothies. You want to avoid the peanut butter and berry one. It's got like a major identity crisis. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Um, cool. So, Gavin, big news this week. Um, Huawei, one of my favorite smartphone manufacturers, took all the bits, my favorite bits from all the smartphones launched probably from like this time last year to now, and put it together into one gorgeous looking device called the Mate 20 Pro. Yet another super phone. This one is probably going to easily top 20,000 Rand by the look of it. Um, I certainly hope you've got a use for three cameras, four cameras, four cameras. Yeah, four cameras four total, cameras. three on the I back. Certainly, certainly hope you've got a total uh, use for three cameras on the back. Oh, I sure do. <laughs> but, you know, Lindsay, I need a few terabyte storage shooters. Oh probably my has, goodness. You know, okay, so here's what I have to say about that. If I was LG mm. and I just launched the V40, which has a similar array of cameras, I'd be pissed right now. I'd be really <laughs> pissed. It's like wide-angle cameras was their thing. No one okay. else did it. And now Huawei done. You place their monochrome camera with a wide-angle sensor. Hats, hats off to Huawei, though. Let's remember they passed Apple for unit sales earlier this year. That makes them officially the second biggest uh, smartphone seller. Yes. Um, of course, they've got a long way to go to catch Samsung. But, you know, a few only a few years ago, while we was almost unknown in South Africa. Look at it now, you know. Mm. Mm. And then it's taken it's the first Android phone to have like face, rec- like secure face recognition. So it does the exact same thing that Apple does in the iPhone 10 and the new iPhone, where it's pretty much built a Microsoft Kinect into like the top strip of the phone. Um, it has an in screen fingerprint sensor as well. It's it's something that that we saw at the beginning of the year as a sort of an exotic in a a relative, well, relatively unknown brand in in South Africa. Anyway, somebody had suddenly put a fingerprint sensor underneath the screen. It was all the rage, but none of the the major manufacturers have actually pulled that off until now. And then it looks like a Samsung Galaxy S9. Well, here's the (laughs) thing, okay, this mate has always been Huawei's equivalent of Samsung's Note phone, but They've never had a stylus, and I am quite looking forward to the event because I plan to ask some of their senior executives why they resist the stylus idea. No, but they have a stylus now. What, in this mate? On the Mate 20X, which is like the huge seven-inch thing. But but that's what I mean. mean, And they have the Huawei M-Pen. I don't know what the M stands for. I'm still in the dark about that. Yeah, so you just wonder what the strategy is here. Why is there this other bigger one with the stylus, but not on this one? Maybe they couldn't find the space to squeeze it in. Who knows? I think think Samsung's bought up a lot of the licensing around the technology. so they Could be. It might be hard to make something as good without that without that tech yeah okay yeah so that's quite important um other than that big news this week as well adobe who makes a lot of the creative software so like photoshop illustrator premiere the video editor um they've uh, they've released 
iPad versions of the apps. Yeah, I mean, this has been a long time coming. Everybody knows people want to do art on their iPad, to sketch, to manipulate their photos. You know, it's very much a default device for that stuff. And it certainly has the processing power we've learned, you know. And we wonder why Adobe was slow, slow in coming to the market. But now it turns out full versions of these products uh, Photoshop and so on are available now for the first time on iPad only. No other tablet, but iPad specifically. Yes, and Apple actually announced yesterday we're recording this on the 19th of October. So on the 18th, they sent out their launch invitation for the 30th of October, which is likely to be tablets. Yeah, it's going to be the new, most likely going to be the new iPads with like zero bezels. Yeah, but but very impressive that we now have full Photoshop, not some stripped down light version, the full thing, all the filters, all the tools, all working on iPad very impressive yeah and, and that was kind of the week there was except for like Google Plus which is no more yeah I mean I, I, I didn't think Google Plus was such a bad product I just think there were too many products in the market and people just didn't have room for another social media network at the time it was terrible like, Gavin well, who, did you do you even know what the circles were for no no it's true <laughs> I really struggled it was very kind of <laughs> ambiguous and um, it tried to roll up something like Instagram and Facebook and stuff all into one product and it just never got there. But Google had a couple of different shots at social media networking products, all of which have systematically failed, you know? Mm. So, on the other hand, something like Facebook, who now has again exposed a whole lot of users, their personal information, now is starting to look too big to fail. In other words, it no longer matters who joins and who doesn't, how much trouble they're getting to, who they upset, how they change the product, the company is now just so big and rolling with such velocity and momentum that it, it's almost too big to fail. It doesn't seem but to matter. But you're shying away from the big issue here. So uh -huh. Google had to kill Google Plus because of a data breach where it leaked like 500,000 user email well, addresses. No, well, here's the thing. It didn't actually leak them because there's no evidence that anybody's, anybody's actually captured this information. They only found that there was a vulnerability, that someone could have captured this information, but no one's actually published but anything then to like sit that. On so that, on, on that. on that vulnerability for six months, for six months yeah, and not tell anybody. But anyway, that's that is rough. time on the segment, Gavin. Alrighty. Five minutes back on the clock. Gavin? I love voice assistants. Do you love voice assistants as well, much as I, I do? I really want to love voice assistants. And every now and then, when I have a little moment and it works brilliantly, I'm delighted. But I don't know if it's because we change phones frequently so that not all the phones are running the same version of Android and they don't all have the same microphone combinations. So I find a lot of my stuff is hit and miss. So my, my single favorite feature was saying to the Google Assistant, play the news so it would then take all my favorite news sources and play the little audio news bulletins from them you know whether it's for NPR or from Wired or it would actually read uh, play these little podcasts or back to me in sequence so you'd get a series of tech news bulletins played back to back and in 20 minutes or so you'd know absolutely everything that was going on but I got it to work exactly twice and as really? I changed phones, it just never continued to work on the phone, on the new phone, which really irritated me because it was something that was so brilliant that only ever worked like once. You know. So, so, so here's the thing about Google Assistant. Google Assistant, the key to Google Assistant working on everything mm. is to enable a feature called Voice Match. It's mm. hidden quite deep in the in the settings. That's, oh, that's a good tip. Didn't know about that. Yeah. So you enable Voice Match, and that allows you, if you are willing to unlock your phone with your voice as well. 
Yes, so even though the screen is off, you can go, OK, Google, or hello, Google, and, yes. hey, and it, yes. it turns itself on. Yes, OK, yes. all right. So this doesn't work that well. It depends on the, the on like security software that your phone runs. Right. So like on Huawei, it's very, very thin. -less. On LG, on the G7, ironically, that has a Google Assistant button, Okay. it doesn't work so nicely, but it works brilliantly on the Samsung. So, so what you're saying is that even at a distance, I can say to my phone, um, hey Google, navigate to work, mm. and it should be able to. It should be able to sequence that whole event for me. Yes. So one. it will unlock your phone and then go into Google and follow on and right. okay. yeah, do the whole thing. Okay, so give me one other good example of something that you use the, the voice assistant portion for. So voice assistant, I'm always using to play music, mm -hmm. um, but I don't use Google Play Music with that the default to. Mm -hmm. So then you actually have to like tell. The app you have to tell Google okay. which app to play it on. So you right. can say, so you have to say play Kanye West da, 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 on, on Spotify Apple Music or, or Apple Spotify. Spotify. Right. Yeah. I see, okay. Right. So right. That, that's pretty dope. Um, it right. can also like go into playlists that you have stored there. Okay. It does work across everything. Um, mm. yeah, that's pretty much what I use it for. And then just like I have a Google Home at, at home. Okay. On speaker, and that's in the kitchen. So that's always asking it questions. If it kills debates around the, the dinner table. Because like, <laughs> you can get an answer to anything immediately. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay. It's like it's like the, the, the know-it-all family member. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then it just weather reports for like days in advance if there's like a okay running a race or something's happening. Mm. Have an outdoor event. Like well, just asking if it's gonna rain on X day. Okay. Okay. Just a quick. Quick, quick heads up sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. So I suffer with chronic ADHD, which makes me very scatterbrained, which means that at any random moment, I will suddenly remember something that has to happen, somewhere I have to be, something that has to be completed. Mm -hmm. So this is me in the car. Uh, okay, Google, set a reminder for 3.30 tomorrow to take my ID document to the police yes. station, you know, this kind of thing. And um, that it can sequence in one and it can set a reminder for 3.30 tomorrow, all in one step. So it's very useful, especially in the car when stuff suddenly occurs to me. Um, um, a more sophisticated use, and this is the kind of thing which, if it worked 100%, is the kind of thing that most people could use it for. And it goes like this, it goes, hey Google, I want to send a WhatsApp to Lindsay Shooters. Oh yes. Message is, see you at 2.30. Mm. And it should be able to call up the WhatsApp, call up Lindsay Shooters, write the yes. CU at 2.30 and send, yes. all in one. Invariably along the way it goes, um, is this the right Lindsay Shooters to send to? Is this exactly the message you want to send? Shall I send it now? It has yeah. all these interruptions. I, I get stuck in the, in the person loop, where yes. it's like, which, which Byron is that? Yeah, yeah, they're exactly and right. It's like, and, and then it just never wants to say, choose the second one. Yeah, like, yeah, now, you're, now you're driving in the rain, <laughs> the windscreen's <laughs> misting up, and you're trying to figure out which Lindsay shooters, which phone, which, you know. Ugh. So, so one thing that I've done, I've trained Google to know who my wife is. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too, me too, because that's the one you need most often, yeah, okay. Yeah, so then it's always like, send a WhatsApp to my wife, so uh -huh. it's like, the more simple you keep it, okay. the better. Okay, true, true. Like when so you have complicated names and your accent is a bit weird and uh -huh. people and doesn't understand you. You haven't turned on the music in the car. Yes. Yeah, okay. So for the record, that is that is the kind of stuff you can do with the voice assistant once you get it properly trained and once you get the hang of it. Hey Google, send a WhatsApp to Lindsay. Yeah. Message, I'll see you at 2.30. 
send and then it will you know if you, you you've got to practice a bit don't try and do this when you're screaming down a mountain pass in the rain you know practice before that obviously okay yeah so um siri the much maligned city oh. which doesn't do as good with google when it comes to like general knowledge stuff and all those things apple in ios 12 actually launched the shortcuts app so you can now program certain workflows. It's the right, old workflow app right, that they bought right, and then they turned into Siri Shortcuts right, app. Right, it's right. like deeply integrated into the, into right, the, into the system. Mm. So you can like program any sort of thing to work with like a keyword. So I've done all these little recipes. Okay. Um, and I just have to like speak at Siri and say, hey Siri, tell my wife I'm running late. And okay. then it like goes, knows which app I want to go into WhatsApp and it uh, drafts the message and just right. with one simple. Okay, that is cunning. Now that is cunning. I did. I heard them trying to explain how this would work, but I never kind of got the, got the hang of it. That okay, but this was really, really powerful. If you are into okay. programming, you can go deep. Right. So, so what? What is your instruction to Siri? What do you say? Um, I just say, Hey Siri, tell my wife I'm running late. Okay, and, and it, on that I basis, program it goes, right. to go to WhatsApp. That's the trigger. Yeah. Okay. Draft a message to my wife. Okay. Type in the specific Right. Frame. Okay. Yeah. So it executes a whole sequence of commands, yes. including a whole text yes. message and so on. Okay. It's, it's amazing. And you can like run your entire smartphone, like you can say, yeah. hey Siri, good morning. And if everything is connected to HomeKit, yeah. it will like switch on the lights, <laughs> sort the coffee okay. machine. Yeah, this is, this is the dream of the smart home, but you know, the dystopia <laughs> of the smart home. I'm on the same <laughs> Gavin, and I was okay. just about to get into the No, we're good. There. We're good, we're good, we're good. Uh, so Gavin, yes. take a lot of tech treasure time. Oh my goodness. Fire up your app. Okay, I see that your category this week is headphones. Right? There's one thing I absolutely cannot buy any more of. <laughs> it's headphones. I have a whole cupboard full of headphones because I have a headphones fetish. It's really bad. You come, and me both. Guys. Come Christmas time, I pick out like the 10 pairs I'm never going to actually wear and give them away as gifts every year because they just accumulate in my cupboard. It's like a fetish. Anyway, that makes me a sort of an authority on the, on the thing. Um, I'm finding that if we're going to punch in the word headphones, yeah. uh, aren't we going to get a lot of... Yes, we are going to be assaulted right now. Right, because of course there's at least four, four kinds of headphones, probably five. You know, there's, uh, there's the over-ear kind, mm -hmm. which envelops the entire ear. There's the on-ear kind, which presses against the ear, which is slightly cheaper. There's the in-ear kind, which just pops into the, the cochlea of your ear. Mm -hmm. And then there's the, um, the buds, proper buds, which actually fit into the canal of the ear and usually sit a bit more firmly. Um, so there's at least these four types and a couple of other types as well. And all four of these you can of course get with different kinds of Bluetooth, yes. more or less corded and so on. Um, that's before we get into gaming headphones and fitness headphones I, I and all sorts of I don't understand gaming headphones because they're just kind of normal headphones with like a microphone on them. Well, yeah. Mm. So, so then you like, you have to look at your driver's size, which is the size of the speaker. So usually 40 moles should be fine. Yes, 40 moles is pretty Let's much just the standard. Stick over ear okay. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 40, that's pretty standard though, and they're all made of neodymium, which yes. is a metal, a metal which is much lighter than steel, much lighter than iron, but just as magnetic. And of course, the whole process of producing the sounds in the headphones is a magnetic process. Um, let's just think. Um, let's just say, broadly speaking, there were headphones below a thousand rand. And then there are headphones 1,000 to 2,000, and then there's headphones above 2,000 Rand, which yeah. we consider to be more serious. So, um, 
1000 to 2000 is where you're going to get your good quality sound. That's not audiophile quality, but still excellent quality. Below that, I would consider headphones that are going to last for a while, but I don't expect them to last forever. Below a thousand rand is headphones of convenience, headphones that are easy to lose, easy to destroy. Mm -hmm. You know, you, your expectations need to be lowered. So, Gavin, I found a perfect pair because you know me, I love my wireless, <laughs> my wired and wireless right. combination, right. so I can right. go right. wireless if I want right. to. So, the Aventry Audition Bluetooth over ear headphones usually priced at 2,200 Rand mm. is selling right now. Yes. On take lot, 60% off at 869 Rand. So okay. this is 40 millimeter drivers. You can play wirelessly for up to 40 hours, which is amazing. Comes with a 12 month warranty. Um, good for gaming and good for Skype as well. 32 ohm impedance and you get like high impedance headphones. Most headphones aren't high impedance, but you want to shop above 30 ohms to get like decent quality. Sure. Um, yeah, and I, I think it's amazing. It, it has everything you could ever want out of a pair of over-the-air headphones. Okay. Oh, gosh. All right. I mean, the headphones is a huge category and I actually hate being pressured into like uh, quick, hard and fast calls here. But um, I'm going to go with the sort of the cheap and cheerful here. These are the headphones I use when I need to scrunch them up and stuff them in my pocket, when I'm prancing around the kitchen cooking, when I'm out in the garden, when I'm doing mm -hmm. casual stuff. I don't take them seriously. These are headphones I could lose and not weep over and so on. And I'm going to give you two options here. The first is the Skullcandy Smokin' Buds 2 uh, Wireless. I thought I believe they were going to stick to over I'm sorry, I was thinking over here. No, that wasn't made clear to me. Oh, okay, over ears. Oh gosh, okay, now you've got me. Are the OE 400s the, um, yes, the exquisite yes, OE 400s the exquisite. on the list? Are they here? Um, they should them? be here. Because those have been my surprise of the year, and it's been a great surprise. Okay, so maybe you can find them and tell me what they cost. Uh, uh, OE 400, eh? Yes. So there's this German company, and no one takes German companies seriously for electronics anymore. They had their heyday kind of in the 70s and a little bit in the 80s with, you know, Blahpunkt and uh, those kind of products. But um, no one's taken them seriously for electronics for quite a while. Philips even, well, Philips is not actually German. Philips is Dutch. Mm, you are out of luck, sir. Oh, dear. I think not they just there. got delisted, yeah. Okay. Um, so what am I looking for in over-ear headphones? I'd certainly be looking for soft padded cushioning. Um, oh gosh, I'm a bit stuck here. I'm spoiled. Yeah, you want choice. like nice cushioning on the band as well. You want metal in, in yes, all you the want right metal, and you, wanna, you want to look carefully at the hinges. Yes. Uh, you don't want your hinges to be cheap and nasty. Um, you want something that's a little bit durable. I don't think you're going to get a better deal than these Aventries. They're okay. not noise cancelling. All right, okay, maybe, Bluetooth, maybe I will, concede, I will concede the Aventries to you. What Aventries? Aventry Audition Bluetooth over-ear headphones. All right, now I haven't actually heard them, so I can't speak. My personal choice uh, would be Sennheiser. The reason being, all, all headphones have a sort of a signature sound, and either that sound appeals to you or it does not. So take, for example, your typical Beats headphones. Absolutely horrendous sound for me. Dislike it intensely. Dislike the build quality. Dislike the styling. Dislike they everything about way, it. Then. They have the since Apple's taken over. Right? Yeah, since Apple's taken over, they're taking themselves a bit more seriously. But they've got a long way to go to make make up for past transgressions in my world. Sennheiser, on the other hand, again German brand. Um, 
whichever price point you're reaching, you know you'll be getting excellent quality for that price. And their, their overall signature sound really, really appeals to me. So they have everything, you know, from 80,000 Rand headphones all the way down to, you know, 600 Rand headphones. Yeah. I'd be looking for Sennheiser across the board. Yeah, so the Sennheiser HD220. Yes, all oh, with excellent, excellent, excellent. Usually uh, priced at 849 yeah. Rand, now 695. Yeah, that's it, that's it for me. That's my buy. Yeah, yep, awesome. That's my buy. Cool. So that's the HD220. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That's my buy. Cool, and that brings us right up to the end. Thank you very much, Gavin. The Take a Lot Tech Treasure is quite amazing. I think I found a great one. No, no, you have, I think I'm nervous because it's not a brand I'm familiar with, but it sounds like it fulfills or ticks all your boxes. All right, we're off to the Seed Stars um, pitching event, and maybe we'll report back on our next show about some of the most promising startups in South Africa. Yeah, visit thatopinionguide.co.za for news about next week's Huawei Mate 20 local launch, and watch my YouTube video about how to fix education in South Africa. I think it's quite awesome and it's my first time so please be kind. Yes, I learned a lot from that <laughs> video actually. It's, it's very dense but well worth a, a view. Um, I'm putting up a video this week on the Tech Magazine uh, YouTube channel which is me using Samsung's DeX feature and if you don't know what that is you should visit our YouTube channel and find out all about it. It really is for me what the future looks like. So there you Links go. in the podcast description and that's it for this week. Over and out.